Hey everyone, Bravo Lowdown. I'm Valerie. Thank you so much for listening. I took down my other podcast from yesterday because I'm going to edit out the beginning. I thought, you know what? I'm going to share kind of what I'm going through. And then I went back to listen and I'm trying not to give too much detail. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't even make sense. It sounded like a bunch of rambling, but um, I think the important thing is, is I realized I, I'm a nice person, but I don't need to like take shit at the end of the day. If I feel like someone is harassing me and I don't need to, I don't have loyalty to these people. Like I don't know them. If the only engagement coming from them is that of, you know, passive aggressive or disagreeing with me or bullying me because they don't agree with what I post, which is ridiculous. If you don't agree with what I post, there's like an unfollow button. So I'm going to repost it later today, but I'm definitely down for doing, um, Salt Lake City, and I don't know if anybody saw the Shannon video. That was kind of like the big thing yesterday. Shannon got on Instagram and posted a video, which I'm going to play right now. Okay, here we go. A while since I posted, and there's been a lot of talk about everything that's happened recently. But unfortunately, right now, I'm not in the position to comment. But there will be a time when I can, and I intend to be open, honest, and authentic. Right now, I'm focusing on getting healthy, getting back to myself, and walking Archie. Okay, and then she kind of scrolled down to Archie because, you know, there was some, uh, some what do you call it controversy about Archie being in the vehicle and possibly being injured so there's that get some groovy tunes going on in the background I like to have the background music because I'm all by myself so why do we think she posted that I have a theory I think that she is going to have to she's trying to Excuse me. She's trying to repair her public image because of BravoCon. I think that um, the Trace Amigas is moving forward. They've made an announcement that they're still going to be at BravoCon selling their merch. Kelly uh, Dodd has confirmed that she spoke to somebody. And they're like, yeah, they're going to all be there. And they're going to have a Trace Amigas show. Because it's already scheduled. It was scheduled. They have a schedule for you know the different venues and events that you can go watch when you attend um the BravoCon. i mean i don't even know maybe the trace amiga show was an add-on too they have all these add-ons i mean it's just it's like a mini trip to europe what it would cost to i mean if you to attend that uh event well i mean that's if you bought vip i guess the regular tickets aren't that pricey but still you know a grand for a whole weekend isn't cheap so anyway i think that's why she posted that i think that they're like we need to get your image cleaned up let's get a statement because you haven't said anything you haven't addressed a thing and and it wasn't even a statement it was like a nothing burger I know I haven't posted for a while, but I can't say anything. That was it. Like, I can't say anything, but I'm going to do shit. No, it's code for 
come to BravoCon and buy my Trace Amiga shit. I'm still fucking out here trying to make money. That's what that was. So now let me get to Salt Lake City. So the show starts off with Whitney and her husband having the first date night of the year. And they're like, that's sad. And then I Whitney comes off as very selfish to me. The reason I say that is because I believe they had, I think that she worked. That's how she met her husband. I think prior to the show, I think she was a stay-at-home full-time mom. I do not think she had a business. Maybe she had some multi-level marketing thing that she did that all these Mormons seem to be getting into. Um, I'm not generalizing or stereotyping. That's just what I heard on the street. And... Um, that was her job so now she's got this gig and she's got her businesses that she's developed um and this guy has gone back to work full-time and she's blaming him for going back to work full-time and then not helping out enough around the house I think it's interesting because we've seen these kind of things play out on the show where all of a sudden, the wife kept becoming on the show wants to reverse the roles. And it's like, oh, guess what? I knew I, I was a traditional uh, stay-at-home mom, but I don't want that anymore. And I think it leaves the men scrambling like, oh, you know, what am I supposed to do? I think that if anybody thinks that the husband, when his husband is being a dick because he comes down and watches TV in the morning, I don't know. Um, maybe he could help out a little bit in the morning, but her attitude toward him is just cringy to me. Um, because she's coming at him like, how dare you? How dare you support our family and go to work? Honey, if this dried up tomorrow, y'all would have nothing. I don't know what kind of money they make if he even needs to work. I have a feeling he wants to work because he wants something to do. Like, I thought about how... Um, awesome it would be, you know, when these lottery tickets get up in the billions now. Even just winning $30 million or even, a, you know, a couple million can be life-changing. Nowadays, a couple million isn't so much. It's like a freaking fancy retirement plan. But you think about the billions of dollars. And my husband was like, I got our ticket. And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, I know money is great. It solves a lot of problems. But I'm like, it also is a lot more problems. I don't know what the hell you would do with yourself. And he's like, we would travel and we would do this and we would do that. And I'm like, I guess, I mean, we have kids in school. So what do you do? You know, I just like, you start thinking about that and your husband having like, I don't want my husband around the house all day, but yeah, I guess if we had billions of dollars, he wouldn't be around the house all day. He'd be working on fancy cars and collecting them and spending money, I guess. I don't know. But I just think there's a certain, um, like, I don't think, is his name Justin? I don't think Justin wants to sit at home all day and be stay-at-home dad. I don't think it's in his DNA and his makeup. I think he enjoys being, you know, head of the house and the income earner. So I got a couple messages and people are like, oh, is she setting it up? for like a divorce and she could dump him you know um she's come out and said that they're fine that they're still together and their marriage is intact I don't know why the guy isn't wearing the wedding ring that's weird if he always wore the one but 
I, I just think she's odd. I think she's playing it up a lot for the cameras, which she's always done. She's heavily produced. And I don't know the way she was like looking at him across the table, like discuss. He's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to readjust and reacclimate. And she was looking at him with so much visceral and hate. It kind of was odd to me. It was like, is this your partner? I mean, is that your, like, supposed to be supportive, but I'm different. I'm traditional housewife. I stay at home with my kids. I have no problem letting my husband go out. I don't even want to go to the office. I don't want to deal with bitches unless I was going to make bank, which I wouldn't if I worked out in the private sector. I want to start a new business, but it is a lot of work even start because I had my own businesses before I had kids and it's a lot of work and right now my kids are teenagers and I think you need to be around more for the teenagers than you do you know you, you need to be around from the beginning to the end basically just because they're older and they can make their own food doesn't mean they're self-sufficient they actually need more guidance and more eyes on them so that's just my opinion so Lisa and so they go in and to go make candles with Angie. Lisa and Angie go to make candles and they do some small talk. And then the gal that works at the thing says, I mean, let me see if I can get this to. So this blonde gal comes and walks over. This candle thing, making your own candle is so dumb, but I'm not going to even get into that. Yes, so I have been really close friends with Jack. Oh my gosh, I love that. Did you know Jack was going on a mission? Yes. Did you know before me? You did? Are you kidding me? So staged. When the girl at the candle shop knows your son's going on a mission before you do, let's face it, I'm not winning any Mother of the Year awards here. Oh my God, that's so staged. I, I'm like, come on, really? I just find it, you know, I mean, it's a show. They've got to set things up. So she knew that she was, you know, let's go there. And then, you know, the gal can come over and go, hey, I'm friends with Jack, da, 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 da. And then she says, did you know I, he was going before me? And um, I don't know if that's her way of, like, kind of stepping back from endorsing the whole going on a mission. I don't know. But it's definitely a huge um part of the storyline even for Heather I do like that she's like Heather I can't talk about this with you and I know that Heather wants to continually engage because Mormon and the whole thing is like her storyline and then there's Lisa having the interaction where your experience and my experience are different which I 100% agree with so I don't know why Heather's so thirsty to get all up in Lisa's experience with it but it gives her some talking points to talk about you know we send these kids off on the mission and then they sign people up to be Mormons I don't know how many people they really sign up to be Mormons but I don't know a lot about it um but it's it is what it is it's part of the storyline and oh my gosh I don't think I would be happy about sending my kid off anywhere for two years and not having contact with them I don't know if they're not allowed to speak on the phone or anything I have had Mormon missionaries you know come to my home over the years and they're really sweet kids they do say they're not allowed to watch tv they're not allowed to read newspapers um, I'm thinking the phones are probably off limits like looking at social media so I mean it's a it's a sacrifice 
Um, and then they get into talking about Monica. I do not care for Monica. I think it's pretty ratchet to brag about having an affair with your husband's sister's husband. It's just messy. It's, um, that's a, like a low integrity moment. I don't know where you think you are as a human to do that. There's like no excuses for it. There's just, it's bad to me. I think it's really, really bad. I mean, that's one thing you have an affair, but now you've like got this family. Somebody jumped on my page once and said, it's her story. And the, the the husband and the wife, the other, they're still together. So that's on them. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's her story. It absolutely affected or affected whatever a lot of people. So I don't like her for that. And then Lisa brings up and Angie, they speak about the Palm Springs trip and how she turned on her. She absolutely turned on her and was kissing up. Everybody saw it. Everybody agrees with it. I think it was... On the polls last night on Watch What Happens Live, I think I took a picture. Hold on. Um, so one of the poll questions was, is Monica too fast to flip on her friends? 65% say yes. The 35% are, I don't know, they live a different kind of reality, like morality. I am a really loyal person. Um... You know, I have my friend's backs. She went in there and was just sucking up to whoever she could because Angie was not wanted there by Meredith, which I'm going to say Bravo needs to cut that out. Um, I want to, uh, I'll talk about it because Bethany ended up speaking about Kelly Dodd and her reality reckoning thing. But I do say that when they have these trips and they say someone's not invited, um, and then I remember Ramona, they tried to block Ramona from doing something and she broke down the fourth wall and she went, too bad, I'm going. Um, I'm, I'm going on the trip. It's a great, we're all going, we're all invited. You have no say in it, I'm going. And she basically was saying, you can't stop me. I'm on the show and you're, you're not gonna bully me out of it and pretend like it's a storyline where I can't attend. I think it was Heather they went to London and Heather was doing her yummy tummy and she didn't want remote. Anyway, I digress. So let's get back to the topic at hand. So Lisa is basically getting in Angie's ear and saying, she is not your friend. Monica, I know she brought you on the show. We had all this in common with Jen Shaw, but she is not your friend. Um, and Angie, I mean, ugh. You could, Angie knew that from the thing. I personally don't like Monica. I thought when she was like, ew, you said that. And I, that right there was like, okay, I get, I got her game. I know her type. Um, so just a huge turnoff. I don't know why she was invited to the Easter party, but I guess at that point in the friendship, there really hasn't been a fallout. But 100%, the Monica enjoyed saying that on camera about Angie's husband. She is so jealous because her life, her life's kind of pathetic. And I don't mean uh, in a bad way. Uh, I don't mean it pathetic. I mean, I'm not saying being a single mom and all that is pathetic. But I, the, what she did to destroy a lot of things in her life is pathetic. You know, and now she's sitting around. 
I'm sure she had a lot of friends that, you know, probably didn't want anything to do with her after that affair. I mean, it had to have social impacts. So there's that. I don't care for Monica. Not a fan. I don't think she's cute. I don't think she's funny. Um, very beautiful girl, but she's, you know, the looks are beauty skin deep. So then we get to Mary confronts her son about being married. And I was like, this was the biggest waste of footage ever. First off, the son's really awkward. Um, he seems very immature and juvenile, but I guess he's only 18. But my kids that are 13 and almost 16 definitely are a little more put together than he is. I don't know if it was because of the camera and just the disheveledness of the t-shirt and the sweatpants and the no shoes and his lounging on the couch, just everything about it just for me screamed out like lackadaisical, lazy, like doesn't have a job. Um, I don't know. Very strange, but Hey, you know what? Maybe he loved the girlfriend and they got married, but I don't think Mary was out of the loop on that. By the way, um, there were the girlfriend moved in with the son. She knows that they're a couple. I think she's happy about them. She's like, I, I stay on my side of the house. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do anything with them. She's so weird. Like, the cousin that was her maid, I don't really know her. Like, we're not friends. And after that, the cousin fucking quit and does not speak to Mary anymore, by the way. So that was an odd scene. And then we get to Heather getting a FaceTime call from her gorgeous, beautiful daughter. Heather's daughters are so pretty, as are Whitney's. All the kids on the show, they're all so sweet. I always enjoy the children. And then she discusses um, Jack again. Jack, not her son, but Lisa's son doing the mission and they talk about, you know, being, I, I just, I mean, I, I like the show, but I just find this content to be monotonous. It's like, yeah, we get it, Heather. You left the church. Lisa's still in the church. Like, let, why can't it just be Lisa's storyline? I'm struggling still to understand why Heather is making it hers like she doesn't have her own i thought it was interesting when she brought up her journal entry and how she spoke and first off she was obviously very young and she grew up in the church and that i mean we're all indoctrinated honey all of us are brainwashed we're, we we'd all like to think that we're independent free thinkers but at the end of the day there's just a certain, a lot of brainwashing, you know, call it what you want, indoctrination, brainwashing. I call it just, you know, being uh, a subject, uh, a product of your environment. That's what I call it. I think that's the best way to say it. I'm going to drop the brainwashing. I'm not going to say Heather was brainwashed. She was a product of her environment. She looks back on it and thinks, oh my God, what the F? Um, I think that she should be happy that she was so pure and wanted, there's nothing wrong with love, like loving God and wanting to devote your life to being something of a high moral ground. But I do think that what she's saying is, well, when the Mormon church, they took it too far. I don't know. I think with a lot of religions, it's like that. It's just all about your devotion to it. And she lost her devotion to it. 
And then all in the same day, Mary's still wearing the same pajamas. She has Meredith over, which I think is funny that Meredith has latched onto Mary. Um, I don't get it, but whatever. She's definitely been a supporter even when they were all going, well, her church is grifter. By the way, the church is shut down. Like nobody's even talking about these allegations had to have had some truth to them because the church is kaput, gone. But I'm sure they're figuring out a way to make money somehow. Um, the blue kitchen. <laughs> I guess it's cute. I mean, whatever. Her house is huge. So they come over and I just, I don't know. It's like, let's see what they're saying. I got to turn that down. About Sean being gay. But do you understand how insane that is? I'm not the one that's spreading these rumors. The irony here is my son is gay. I'm a huge supporter of the community. That's why everyone's like going, what the fuck, Meredith? All right, so let's talk about that. Um, when she was pissed off and was screaming at Lisa, that's absolutely what she was speaking about. Wouldn't bring up the husband. I know about the husband. Does she want the husband to come out? Meredith is a weirdo. I don't know what drug she's on, allegedly. Or if she's a complete alcoholic, allegedly. She did want to get that bottle of wine open pretty quick at Mary's. Um, she's just bizarre. And then she's like, oh, I can't go to the to the Easter thing because I'm getting an award at GLAD. I think it's really fucking weird. Excuse my language. I got. I'm trying not to cuss. I think it's all weird. That she's accepting this award at GLAD when she absolutely is perpetuating a rumor gay-shaming another man she knows nothing about. She just does not like Angie. And by the way, somebody sent me a message. I'm lost what happened between her and Angie. I don't get this extreme hate for her. I think Meredith is just bizarre. She could not stand Jen Shaw. Don't invite me to anything that she is in attendance in. Uh, did, do you not hear me? And then the, at the end, she's her best friend, and I support her. You're innocent until proven guilty. And then when she's guilty, she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't like her. Give me a break. She's so bizarre. She doesn't need to say the rumor out loud. Heather said it. It's been going around by saying, I know something about the husband. She's trying to get it out there. She wants, by just saying that, she's like, I never said any, I don't, well, we heard what she said. She's ridiculous. You don't need to say the rumor out loud when you know that a lot of people have been speaking about it and that it's either an urban legend or a myth or whatever. Like, that's the same as spreading the rumor. And it is gay shaming. And I will say that Andy seemed a little irritated by it on Watch What Happens Live, but he absolutely adores Meredith. So I don't think anything will come of it. She won't be held accountable for gay shaming, which was what she was doing. I don't know what's going on with the husband. Uh, a lot of people on the internet were uh, speculating that they had, like, this open marriage and... Um, they're best friends and they want to have a family. I don't know. I don't, you know, that 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about them. I think that it's nobody's business. And, um, I, I, I just, it's very, it's very sad. I think it's sad because we've seen it before in the housewives and it's, it's just like, how do you respond to that? You know what I mean? I will say when she brought it up with the husband on camera and his full statement is, I don't care about the gay rumors. I'm just worried about saying I'm un being um, unfaithful. And I, I was like, no, dude, it's about the gay rumor. <laughs> like, you need to care about that. So then it kind of, I felt, and then he mimicked the same thing on Watch What Happens Live. It's not about being gay. It's about being unfaithful to my wife. So... I, I don't think he has to come out and deny anything. Like, if somebody said something untrue about me, I would laugh. I would not deny it because I don't need to deny lies. Um, I, do, I think that, that when people start doubling down and going, that is not true, I, I think that makes them look guilty. I personally would just laugh. Like, that's hysterical. Um, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I think that's a, as far as I would go. And I would be laughing. Like, that's dumb. Thanks for trying to damage my life. But, like, let's move forward. So, Monica is invited because I guess technically they've not had a fallout. At this point, Angie's just feeling really disappointed that she... It did seem like Monica was enjoying. She loved saying it out loud. There could have been a more tactful also way to deliver it and say, um, you know, there's a rumor that your husband has boyfriends. She said it, your husband fucks other men. It was nasty the way she said it. It was very derogatory and made it sound like being gay was bad. So everyone starts arriving at Angie's gorgeous house that looks like it's on top of this massive hill with a breathtaking view of uh, Salt Lake City and the mountain and all of that. Her house is to die for. It's very modern. Everything is white. I couldn't handle that. I like color, but I don't even know why I just said that. Um, and they all bring their families. It is a very beautiful, wholesome event. And I think it's really sad how it ended in the way. Now, I'm looking at the husband in his pants and everything. I can see why people go, hmm. I think in, in the 90s or in the early 2000s, we called that metrosexual. And I've had lots of guy friends that were very stylish and dressed well and maybe wore things that were form-fitting because they worked out and had a great physique and absolutely weren't gay. I do think that we've, we've got... A metrosexual uh, feeling about the husband, you know. I mean, those pants—they—they they definitely. He works out. I mean, it was showing off the hiney. So, they all arrive. Everyone's in their their spring pastels. Monica's got this oversized jacket on, which I kind of found weird, and she never took it off. So she brings her mother, and her mother ends up playing an integral part in the drama. Um, between Angie and Monica. Angie's basically, for some reason, they decide to have a conversation at this party about how I didn't really like you coming to me with that rumor. She's like, kill them. You're going to kill the messenger. I don't think it's about shooting the messenger. I think it was the delivery. And like I said, what she said, there could have been a more tactful way 
And I think maybe it was for TV. I do not know. I'm watching it as I do this podcast. Those little Easter baskets. Um, they're just so cute. I I love having children. I have little nieces now and a nephew. And I get to spoil them every holiday. Because my boys aren't into it. And I make all this stuff. And then soon it's that's going to go away too, you guys. I love it. I just, I love doing things like this event is so precious to me. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. I love big family gatherings and the kids and they get the swag. So cute. So she has her um, church guy. I missed if what he is. Is he a priest or Brennan thing? And Heather is kind of getting triggered like by them speaking about God. It's just Heather needs to get over it. Yeah, so she says something. Angie says some words about Jesus and the resurrection and, you know, wanting to move forward and to forgive. And then Heather's like, I think she thinks she's Jesus. And then doesn't even know. She calls Judah, Judas uh, Brutus. I get it. Maybe she's on pills or something. I get things mixed up too, but it's kind of dumb. So they say some prayers and they eat. I have to say the food looked amazing. It made me hungry watching. Um, it's just beautiful. I, I, I would like to see more of this with the housewives, but I think they need to like stop with the drama in front of the kids and involving them. That was just a little cringe. So then they decide to flash to Meredith at the GLAAD Awards, which, like I said, just seems ridiculous considering her storyline right out of the gate was, I know things about the husband, the husband. And she basically wanted to gay shame the guy. And then here she is sitting at a GLAAD reward. I just, ugh. And I talk about writing the coattails of your kid's sexuality. Can we just say that? I mean, come on. Is that all? Like, Meredith doesn't have any identity. She doesn't have anything. Her business is kind of janky. It's very suspect and strange. She rents, like, a closet and says she's got this mogul diamond business that everybody says is drop ship stuff from China, you know? And I, I've looked at it. They're cute designs, but I would never spend... $16,000 on the internet. I would go to a freaking jewelry store where they're going to pour me a glass of champagne and schmooze me for a bit and make a day of it. You know what I mean? Shopping is fun. Buying a piece of $16,000, $30,000 piece of jewelry on the internet. I mean, maybe if you're mega rich and you're like, oh yeah, that's cute. 16 grand. 16 grand isn't chump change. I'm sorry. Or 20 grand or whatever. I don't know where I got the 16 grand. I remember there was just one particular ring that I thought was pretty. And I was like 16 grand. It was like rose gold. And it had a couple like, you know, um, chips of diamonds. But anyway, again, I digress. Let's get back to the show. So they're at this beautiful brunch and Monica and Lisa um, start chatting. And I take that back. First, Heather starts interrogating Lisa again about the Jack's mission. And that's when Lisa's like, you know what? You have your experience and I have mine with the church. And she's basically, you know, like, this is my storyline, bitch. What the fuck are you all over it for? Okay, I'm sorry I cussed again. <laughs> I'm such a potty mouth. I need to stop. So here we go. Let me 
been bothering me. I was hurt because you had put out the rumors that you thought Meredith was speaking about. But I said that to you because I had your back and I was there for you 100%. I told you about it right away. I don't like the shit that was being said. I don't believe that. Well, you don't believe it, then why would you say it? Because, because Whitney asked okay. and I said, is this what Meredith, Meredith was the one? Let me back up. How do you know what Meredith's talking about? I didn't hear it from Meredith. I heard it from the Salt Lake City streets. Okay, so do you see what just happened there? She's backing Meredith up. Absolutely. She was kissing up to Meredith, and she's like, I hear it from the salt. Heather's saying, I've heard the rumor, too. Um, I And then even Angie said that we've been dealing with this for 30 years. So definitely it was something that everybody was speaking about. And my point is, I, I don't know if Meredith did relay what I'm talking about, the gay husband, or not. I don't know because we don't have it on camera. But I absolutely think that's what Meredith was saying. Monica knows that's what she was alluding to. But I don't think that, I had your back. I, I don't think she had anybody's back. I think she wanted to humiliate Handy to get brownie points for Meredith because Meredith isn't there. Years ago, way before I ever met Meredith, this is something that has been circulating all over for years. You're saying something that you don't have any facts to back. Why do you care about Jack's mission? Because it's okay. And then they go back into Jack's mission. Okay, so she's right. I, I just, I, I think that. She basically, for me, Monica was backing Meredith up by and girl. This is what Meredith was talking about. I don't think she was throwing Meredith under the bus in any way, shape, or form. I think that Meredith doesn't like to get her hands too messy, and she uses people to say things that she wants out there. We saw it with Whitney, how she manipulated Whitney to say something about Lisa Barlow. She actually was doing the same thing with Mary, um, and then she buddied up to Mary. It's just, Meredith is strange. I just, I don't like her. So Lisa and Heather are still having their conversation. Sending your kid out into the wilderness for two years, you should know because the good and the bad of it. Your experience growing up in the church was totally different than my experience. My path has been so good because I converted to this faith. I just want to be focused on supporting Jack. He's not. I support that. Yes, of course. I'm talking about you and me. Like, why don't you want to read my book? Like, why don't you want to know my experience? Oh, is this by your book now? Yeah, well, yeah. No. I feel like I wrote this exactly. book and that's why it's like, ugh. Oh, my God, I can't believe Heather said that. I didn't even catch that last night about the book. Okay, so that's what it's all about. She wants to talk about the book, and she wants to talk because nobody, they all admitted, we didn't read your book, Heather. <laughs> She's like, oh, so this is about your book now? That's interesting. Okay, so I also want to want to say there's something that they don't bring up on the show, and I don't know if this is a derogatory term toward Mormons, if it is, forgive me, send me a message and I'll come back and edit it out. But um, growing up, I heard this a lot and I heard that they have people that are called Jack Mormons. Like, you know how they have black car Amish 
Have you heard of black car Amish? They're Amish people, but they don't fully like do the whole, um, the whole Amish culture, you know, so they have electricity, they drive a car and evidently maybe it was like a simple little black car. They didn't get like a fancy color or anything. So they called them black car Amish. And then they have what I've heard is called a Jack Mormon. And it, they say Jack because Jack, I think it might pertain to maybe Jack Daniels. So they're saying there's Mormons out there like Lisa that drink, they do the caffeine, um, you know, they don't go to the temple or whatever, or the main temple, the big one. We had one built in our area, and I remember it was open to the public for like a week or two, and you could come in and look at it. It was supposed to be super beautiful. And then I had a client that they were Mormon, and they're like, did you get to see the temple? And I go, oh, no, I need to. And they're like, oh, it's too late. You can't go in there now. And I'm like, oh, okay, why is that? And they're like, it was only open to the public for two weeks. If you're not Mormon, like pure Mormon, you can't go in there. And that's when I was like, damn, that's strict. Because I've been to a lot of churches where it wasn't my faith or my denomination and was always welcomed in. Now, when I would go to church with my husband's family, who's Catholic and I'm Christian and I'm baptized, I was told I couldn't take communion. You know what? I went up there and did it anyway. But they're like, oh, you can't. you got to be Catholic to take communion in the church. And I'm like, whatever. You know, what are they going to do? Ask for my paperwork? <laughs> I walked right up there and took communion. So, um, again, I digress. So we're back to the whole Mormon conversation. And I just think that Lisa is that term that I, I think that – She's, you know, and, and if her kids become devout Mormons, they will. And she, I think that it's 100%. This is a hard thing for her. I don't know why Heather's getting so into it. But I feel like a broken record, too, saying this over and over. I just want to say Lisa in that white outfit with those gold shoes. Everything. I love all her fashions. So then we go back to Monica and Angie having a sit down. And the mom who was played an integral part. And I guess that's going to be, it sounds like she's making this mom, like her storyline, her relationship with her mom, who seems lovely, by the way. I wish you would have just pulled me aside without I literally going around to take people in the room. I've heard things okay. about you, but I would never repeat it. Who is it? No, what are you got? Foreclosure? Check. Check. Divorce? Check. Affair? Check. What else do you want? Okay, that was interesting to me. Um, you know, she's like, what do you got on me? Divorce, foreclosure, bankruptcy. I put it all out there. I I don't think anybody wants to have anything on you. I think what she's saying is you're it's about her. I just it's very Monica's weird. I don't like her. I know I keep saying that. I don't like the way she talks. I think she's putting on this accent too. The way she's like, yeah, girl. I just it's so I'm not gonna say it. The mom is like looking so uncomfortable. Yeah, Monica's just kind of out there. I don't, 
I, I I do think she enjoyed saying that to her. And now she's like, I was helping you. I was your friend. Da, da, da. I have a thing and um, about, and I think a lot of people agree with this. When somebody comes and tells an innocent person about the nasty things that somebody else said about them, that person that's relaying the information to you and say, yeah, she says this and that, they don't have your best interest in heart and they actually want to hurt you. Because if you think about it, if you never had that information, you would never be hurt by it. That is just somebody's opinion of you. And what people think of you isn't really, it, it doesn't make a difference in what's really going on in your life. But it doesn't take away the fact when you hear what some nasty opinion that somebody has about you, when you hear it, it does hurt. It does. It shouldn't affect you, but it does. It hurts me. I don't like it. I've had people come to me and tell me so-and-so said this about you. And then, you know, they're just sitting there plainly and I'm thinking to myself, and then what did you say back when they said that to you? Did you defend me? And you don't get that. That person is somebody you want to cut from your life. So, basically for me, that's Monica. She wants to hurt Angie. She enjoyed it. She doesn't like Angie. And also I saw in the clips that there are going to be rumors about financial issues with Angie and the husband. And I kind of thought when Meredith was saying, I know about the husband, but that's not the husband. I think she was speaking about the gay rumors. Because she would say, I know things about them. Because financial issues would be a joint venture um, situation, right? So then the mom comes over and was like, hey, you guys, you know, we're a lot alike. We're Portuguese. You're Greek. We're very passionate people. Angie's like, well, we're not arguing. We're just trying to, you know, um, wrap something up and put a bow on it. Let's see what Monica says. I really and like Angie's definitely trying to help Monica out here. She's like, I'm not blaming you. There's nothing going on. I just wanted to get it out. And Monica is pissed. She does not like her mom not being loyal. I don't think she likes her mom getting involved. I think she thinks her mom should be sitting down with her going, yeah, Angie, you, you know, da, 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 da. my daughter didn't. I think that's what she wanted. And I get that, you know, you don't want your mom coming up and schooling you like a child in front of your peers. I'm going to move on since it's, a, it's not, not a day to have this conversation, obviously. Don't call me shit with me when you don't have my back. Okay. When you talk to a guy like that, you are in someone's home. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to do that. So everybody's seeing it. I think the mom, you know, she probably didn't know what she signed up for. She's like, oh, I'm going to go film with my daughter and we're going to have this beautiful Easter thing and wasn't expecting to watch her daughter, who's a representation of her and her family and her upbringing, behave this way. 
Um, maybe she never even watched the show and doesn't know how these things work out. But Monica is so visibly pissed. And sometimes the cameras might edit things to make it look like everybody is paying attention watching. I don't know if everybody was watching, you know, the two of them have this meltdown. It's okay. It's all good. Monica, I wish we could just talk calmly. So I guess maybe people are seeing it. Did you hear Lisa? Okay, then they show the children, the, the Monica's daughters, who are absolutely precious, by the way. I, I love all these kids. And they're watching their mom behave badly. Here, you finish it by keeping quiet. I'm not saying Monica, I was trying to be kind to you. I wanted to tell you how I felt. Tell her to stop it. So awkward, right, you guys? So Monica goes and stews on the couch, and then she goes into this big confessional thing about how her mom isn't the mom that she wanted, and she feels sad because she hates that sometimes she wishes she had a different mom. And she's crying in her confessional. And I'm not even going to freaking replay it because it was. And then she's like, how dare my mom apologize to complete strangers and not me? Well, because you embarrassed her and you behaved badly, she feels you invited her there and that you're a representation of her family. And Monica does not have values, morals, integrity. She does not have those kind of things that inst are instilled in people that make somebody a good person. For having, Like I said, she freaking screwed her husband's sister's husband. That is low rent and tacky. So then they start doing uh, this Greek money dance. It's super cute. And Monica's still on the couch and her mom comes and joins her and she gets pissed off and says, that's it. We're leaving and scoops the kids up and they clearly did not want to leave yet and makes them leave. And that just is so sad. You guys, so sad. The kids are having a great time. They're enjoying themselves. And it's just, I don't know. It's really, really, really trashy. Very trashy. I'm so glad I've never, I don't, I, mean, I think, yeah. I've never seen anything like that at a family function. Thankfully, I've never had to experience that. But it's a reality show. I also want to add at the end, she's like, I now know that I am never going to be the mom that you are to me. 
And then what does she do? She's me. She ruins her freaking kid's party. And like, come on, let's go. Let's go. The kids clearly do not want to go. They clearly look embarrassed at her mom. But she's going to be the better mom to, because she's going to be loyal and she's going to have their back. Basically, if her, if her kids are acting inappropriately and being an asshole, Monica's going to be cheering them on. Yeah, be an asshole. That's basically what she's saying. She humiliated her mom at this beautiful family function. Her mom tried to rein her in, speaking in Portuguese, trying to be private. Let's go to the bathroom. Let's go calm down. Let's do this. And then, but she's going to be the mom that her mom never, I mean, you can't write this shit. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you're listening, I appreciate it. Um, I might have a big surprise and who's going to recap Southern Charm with me to be announced. But let's just say it's uh, someone very exciting. So I'm trying to get that wrapped up. I hope it works out. I hope I'm not jinxing it by speaking about it. And um, thanks so much for your support. I think I know I already said that. Have a great day. Cheers.